forever. Dog. When the moon is full, none but the dead is safe. This week on the podcast, Carol Gorman's Graveyard Moon. Hello, welcome to Teen Creeps, the podcast that discusses why pulp fiction. I'm one of your hosts, Lindsay Kaytag. I'm one of your hosts, Kelly Newton. And we are discussing Graveyard Moon by... Carol Gorman. Kelly just said, Carol Gorman. Um, This title feels like a lie. The tagline feels like a lie. The back of the book feels like a lie. I didn't even read the stupid back of the book. You want to read it now while we're... <laughs> yeah, let me see. Let me let me see what it is on a, on old GR. That's good reads for you idiots out there. Great. <laughs> Fucking stupid idiot. Graveyard moon. Obviously, that's what it means. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay, let me see here. Um... It's loading. Oh, and it wants me to sign in. Uh, bitch, I'm not going to sign in. I will never. Oh. <laughs> okay, the Goodreads back of the book is. um, It's true, but it's also like, okay, okay. It's also not? <laughs> no, it's just stupid and short oh, and like pretty much only covers literally the first scene and I don't think the person that wrote this read the book. Oh, okay. I'll, it, I'll pull up the open library. Yeah, you do the open library one because I'm about to read it and it'll be done before you know it. <laughs> In a dark graveyard as part of initiation, Kelly discovers, along with the shadows, snakes, and cool headstones, a blood-spattered mm-hmm. body. <laughs> That's it. Cool headstones. <laughs> cool headstones. Cool headstones, bro. Yeah. Cool headstones. No one in the book thinks they're cool. So that's really funny editorializing. Yeah, like, I actually thought they were like the black angel that they talk about. Oh, that thing was cool. Yeah. Um, but I don't remember the characters really remarking on the No one cool even headstones. noticed them. Like, no one was like, oh, these are cool. Yeah. People were just like, oh, let's meet at the headstone. So anyway, that's a little bit of, I think that's a little bit of flavor from whoever wrote this. <laughs> okay. Do you have the open library back? Yes, I do. Um, the initiation. The graveyard is dark and deathly still, filled with shadows and snakes, cold granite headstones, and talk of unsettled spirits. It's part of the initiation. <laughs> In the distance, a gnarled tree stands silhouetted against the moonlit sky. Go there, Kelly is ordered. It's part of the initiation. What In the, the blackness, fuck? her eyes catch a shape in the shadows, and her own scream pierces the night air. At her feet, the eyes of a blood-spattered body stare up at her, its mouth open, frozen, in an expression of unspeakable horror. The initiation is over. For <laughs> Kelly, the terror <laughs> has just begun. Okay, I'm really annoyed. Uh huh. Because right? that's literally only like the first three pages of the book. And the initiation is just like, let's unsettle the new girl. Yeah. It's not as though she's joining a club. It's not as though no. she's being like, she's all of a sudden entering the intrigue of a secret society. It's just this one bitchy girl, Alice, is yeah. like, let's make the new girl think she saw a dead body and then we can be friends with her. And that's it. And it happens and then it's over. I have issues with like every moment of this book. (laughs) (laughs) The weird thing was like while I was reading it, I was like, hmm, interested in what was happening. Because I was like, oh, I wonder like. It wasn't like badly written, but I would say it was badly plotted. 
oh, very stupidly plotted. Like, why did we spend so much time with her in the grocery store? Why was it most so, of the book is the grocery most store? Most of the book is her working at this grocery this should store. Have been call- the, like, this was called, and again, just to remind you of the tagline and why I like snickered when Kelly read it. The tagline is, when the moon is full, none but the dead is safe. Why does it make it sound like this is a zombie story in some way? Right. And also when none but the dead are safe. Thank this you very should much. be called Corner Market. <laughs> yeah, it should be called Corner Market because she's mostly just working at Corner Market. Yep. And like deciding, like putting it upon herself and this like the bad boy of the school to for some reason team up and solve two murders. And why he tasks her with this immediately Unknown. makes very little sense. I I have no idea. Because she is immediately in love with her and mm-hmm. like I <laughs> hey, I'm like really drawn to you and also I need you to solve my best friend Daryl's murder. <laughs> yes. Because this she is Because has, I she, saw you at the graveyard, that's it. She has demonstrated <laughs> no propensity for crime solving, fact, for mystery solving. I would in fact say she's bad at it. She's yet bad. at the same time she's right. Yeah, well, she's right. And that's right. what I mean when I say this book is badly plotted. Because she yes. shouldn't be right. She had like she has no right to be right. <laughs> I know. I mean, she this was the other thing. I thought that maybe like the robberies were just not involved and that was a red herring. Like the Yeah. I thought because, it was just gonna be I thought it was gonna be Alice. Yeah. And that Jeremy would happened to be robbing yeah. the older female customers at the same time. And that the two were unrelated. Because it is so boring to have the whole thing behind it be like, oh, my gosh. So boring. Well, surprise. Like, even if you take away, like, the fact that it's like, oh, it's the guy that, like, we all thought it was from the very beginning. Take that away. Just, like, the skeleton of, oh, the person behind the murder is he's, like, robbing old people and um, wants to keep it a secret. And... That for being like the main, the like linchpin, you know what I mean? Of this Uh book, of a teen book. That's like the least spicy thing. That like every single person who finds out about it, he murders. Yeah. When like no one ever seems to have like Kelly's big piece of evidence where she's like, I can't believe I lost the evidence. Yeah. Is that (laughs) he wrote an address down of one of the customers and took that piece of paper with his actual handwriting on it. And what she got was the little like afterburn, like, you know, pencil scratchings of the imprint. Yeah. She was going to go all forensic files on it. And ass. she was going to take that to the police and be like, here's your evidence, police. Yeah. Police. <laughs> You're welcome. Case um, closed. Except also, the case is closed because that is what was happening. That is what was happening. I was I was very annoyed too because she kept being like everyone we need <laughs> everyone <laughs> we we need to tell the police immediately. And, oh my god, that was the stupidest. And ev- and like everyone's like no, you have no evidence. All you did was you thought you saw a body. And then like later like oh my god, he was dead. And then she's like okay, well like we should tell the police that we l- had him fake being dead in a ravine. And everyone's yeah. like, no. And she's no. like, I have nothing I can do about this. And I am also like, no. 
because it like well you have no evidence nothing to do with the other so well i guess so here's the initiation what I think. is that they it could go to the say graveyard. where he is it could say where he is like it yeah could plot i, I out that's his, true it was like his, his last known location yes. and it is like sure. odd but but the fact that like okay so sorry to to like kind of tweak what i was saying is stupid what's stupid is alice being like no I'm not going to ruin my fucking right, future exactly. by admitting that I had a boy play dead and now he is dead. And I was like, "That you, you didn't do it, though, except that she did. Except that but, she did. So I guess but, I do understand with, why she's like, but, let's but not she go needs to them. Come but up it with doesn't make reasoning. any sense. Because, she like, she's, if anything, she's like, I absolutely am suspicious and had something to do with it because yeah. that's the only reason that you'd be like, no, this threatens my college future she's like i'm applying to every There's so Ivy many League scholarships there and i need scholarships and if i admit that i had a boy put ketchup on himself in the woods to scare a new girl it's over for me i know she and that's the thing she needs to be better at lying like she needed to come up with a different reason why they couldn't tell the police yes um instead of just like my future will be ruined it's like not really i don't think like in it's the like, grand scheme I don't of think things the police are gonna give two shits they aren't gonna care because you didn't that has nothing to do with the murder it's just the last place he was yeah. seen alive and like it's not like that is a risky thing to do pretend no. that you're a dead body that doesn't like put you in danger in no. itself what no. are you talking about i know and 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 so that kind of annoyed me too because also kelly like really let it go after that she was like oh wow mm, i guess i can't argue with that i was like yeah you can it's- absolutely you can <laughs> please do please argue about it um and then wait so there's like three girls right there's colette yeah and let like Trudy? Who's the other girl that nobody she cares about? Basically, has nothing to do with the book for the whole rest of the book. <laughs> she's just she's there. like she's there in the beginning, and then she. I'm like, are you even? Fr-? It, the thing is, like, if you don't work at Corner Market, you have no place in this. Book. Right? Oh, exactly. Tracy. Tracy. Oh my God. Okay, so at the beginning of the book, there is a dedication. Oh my God. Oh no, no, sorry. At the beginning, there is a dedication, but that's not. There is a thank you. Oh, pre-dedication. Uh, an acknowledgement. Thanks to Jody Mangrich and Ron Heither at the Village Market for their help. Like, did she have to oh, go to a market and be like, yeah, what is the what are the basic functions of a cashier? <laughs> yeah. And she's probably like, you have like a freezer, right? Like you could have a freezer there that someone could be locked in. Oh, it's my like, God. I- how what kinds of things would you train a cashier on? Like mm-hmm. it's bagging, so they'd have their own pin number to enter into the system. Okay, thank you. Got. Oh that. my god! Also, when Kelly gets like really overwhelmed about the things that she has to learn how to do, she's like, "Wow, I didn't know that there were so many duties." But like, I the guess there really she, is a lot. The duties that she learns, and everyone's like, "Oh, you better watch out because um, there's a lot to learn." And she's like, "I can't." Ugh, my brain is absolutely spinning. <laughs> um, but it's just like. It's literally, she's like, she's like, oh my gosh, I have to scan things and then like click, like go on the cashier thing on the Uh cash register. That's it. And then, so, and then, so the other part that like completely threw me was then the girl who's training her is like, oh yeah, wait until I tell you what to do when someone tries to use coupons. I was like, wait, so she's confused already. 
She hasn't even learned about coupons. She hasn't learned about coupons or food stamps. Or food stamps. And I was like, I I just feel like Kelly. I just feel like <laughs> that would be like day one because it's in- very possible you were in- will encounter such a customer. Yes. Well, and coupon, you're telling me you don't think coupon needs to be day one? I know. Here, I'm going to read that. Okay. Kelly okay, yeah, spent yeah. the next hour and a half with Trudy at the cash register, learning and practicing how to sack groceries, how to sign on to the cash register using her personal identification number, how to ring up, ring up a sale using the scanner, and how to tender out the order to close the sale, punching up the correct buttons on the register when the customer uses a check, cash, or credit card. Wow, Kelly said, shaking her head. I knew I'd have a lot to learn, but I never thought it'd be this much. Trudy grinned. This is just the beginning. We haven't touched on what to do when a customer pays with food stamps or buys a lotto ticket or uses discount coupons. My gosh. Or how to ring up a sale using the produce scale or to take markdown items or, and then they're interrupted. And it's like, yeah, those are all normal things. That she those did. are all normal You're things. You're telling you me the learn. four things that she said before was like, had Kelly's mind a reeling? Spinning. Like, but she I believe like it though because she's such date. an idiot. She is an idiot. Because, Everyone in this book is a dumb dumb. And okay, I we have to have to. Have, what is the boy's name? The the scary sexy boy, Miles. Okay, we must must speak on Miles. First, he's in love with her instantly. Everyone's like he's mm-hmm. trouble, but it's really just that his dad's an alcoholic, I guess. Yeah, and, and he like ha- he's moody. He's also like what like a super senior or something. So this guy's like thirty two. Maybe that's just the rumor. <laughs> is that though. a rumor? Colette doesn't. Colette's just saying things. Colette doesn't know anything about Miles's life. I know she's assumed a lot. She's like, but he's been in trouble. <laughs> I need. We must discuss the moment that Miles wins her over, and it's when he <laughs> invites her into his little gremlin cave under the school. Yep. And then he's like, he. <laughs> she's like, what's that? And he's like, mm, my saxophone case. <laughs> She's like, please play. And he plays the most beautiful saxophone music for her. It's like the beginning of Lost Boys. (laughs) With the sax man. I like this boy (laughs) taught himself the saxophone at age like 11. Yeah, because he's been practicing for seven years. Well, he said he's been doing it for seven years. So there's a chance he might have started teaching himself at 25. Um, depending on how old true, he actually true. is. But also, okay, so he's taught himself saxophone. Difficult, difficult instrument. This is not the guitar or piano. This no. is the saxophone. And so he's wailing away on this sax, like every day practicing. And he somehow no one hears it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when he plays for her, someone does hear. And so they have to run away. And it's so scary, but exhilarating and sexy. And <laughs> when they get away, she's like, wow. Oh my God, like that music was so beautiful and she's so moved. Um, and he's he's like, I'll see you tomorrow or whatever. And then from then on, they're like kind of dating. Yep. And that's it. I mean, but. And he also has like pretty outrageous outbursts of anger. Like, oh yeah. I will say like, yes, she jumped the gun on assuming that he just stole the bike helmet that he gives her. Like he, it, it and it, it is a cute and sweet gesture. Like he wants her to ride on his motorcycle. He wants her to ride on his motorcycle with him. 
mm-hmm. and she's like, you don't even have a helmet. And so she opens her locker and there's a helmet inside and he's taped her name onto it. Then she looks inside and there's another person's name, like Tim Porter. And she immediately assumes she's that he stole somebody's bike. Helmet. Right. <laughs> and so she, she's like, you really shouldn't have stolen it. That's wrong. Yep. And his reaction is to take his arm and sweep his lunch tray <laughs> off the table in the cafeteria and, be like, <laughs> and he just throws it all on the ground and leaves and i was and like leaves. okay that is unreasonable that's unhinged wait okay speaking of unhinged like very big reactions Lindsay, have you watched the documentary the curious case of natalia grace no <gasps> oh my freaky god um it is wild. Um, it's basically about this family. Um, I, I'm going to do it in a way that doesn't give it away in case you decide to watch it because the twists and turns is six episodes. I was I binged most of it. I had like crazy dreams because it was really disturbing. Mm. Um, okay. So this family um, adopts a, a little girl from the Ukraine Mm-hmm. And is it they, the Ukraine or is it just Ukraine? Huh? I think it's just Ukraine. What did I say? The Ukraine. Oh, it was. I it remember bad that reading I said some that? articles that, like, for some reason, like we've been like trained to say the Ukraine, but that, right. that was maybe like Russian propaganda to make oh, it really? feel to less other? like a country and more like an like a, a region region that you oh, could just, like, take control of. Okay, well, so they adopted anyway. her from Ukraine, mm-hmm. and then. She, according to them, she was an adult pretending to be a child. Whoa. (laughs) Yeah. And then so just like how it unfolds, but literally it's like they present the information one way and you're kind of like something's shady here and it is because something is shady there. And also like we're mostly talking to the dad who is fully insane uh-huh. And I think evil and just like when he's talking, you can just it, it will fill you with like rage. Sorry, can you hear noodles Scooby doing around? Oh, just now that you mention it, but not very. She is <laughs> very loudly. doing so much. Her little feet are like scurrying <laughs> as fast as possible on this hardwood floor and she's not really moving. <laughs> she's crazy. Um, so he it's it's all like coming from this dad mostly. Um, and the dad is like. You can tell that he hmm, thinks that he's a little main character and that is doing so much performing and it's all just, it is infuriating. It is, it is infuriating. It's crazy. What is this called? The Curious Case of Natalia Grace and it's on HBO. Ryan told me about it. Ryan Mogie. I wrote it down. It is, we might have to talk about it because it. I am so just like disturbed by the whole thing. Um, Can you tell me any details without like ruining hmm. any of the craziness? Hmm. Um, so basically they are. If not, I will watch it. And we maybe we could do a mini soda about it. Yeah, we might have to. So like the, the parents are like, she is manipulating us and like, it's trying to kill us. Wow. Um, but then if, like there's just like inconsistencies with what they're saying and they I think are very bad people Mm -hmm. and the things that they end up doing to her 
Because basically they get a court to say that she's 22. Whoa. And then they move her to an apartment where she lives alone. Oh, no. Yeah, it's very disturbing and very sad, but also crazy. And also, like, I feel really bad, too, for, like, the oldest son um, who kind of, like, had to deal with it as well. And he was like, I didn't really understand what was going on. I don't like thinking about that time. I just, like, he also... um, was like a genius like he was like 14 and was getting his master's somewhere but then ever since all this happened he's completely regressed and he's like living in his dad's basement and man yeah and he's like very autistic and he was like oh um he's like i kind of don't know he's like i don't really know what happened i know some of what happened but i don't know if i want to know what really happened but right. then there's also like a jinx moment where someone forgets their microphone is still on. Whoa. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but this whole thing is wild. There's definitely going to be a season two. Um, it is, ugh, it's crazy. <laughs> okay, let's do a mini soda on it. Yeah, we should do it just to talk about it because like, what the freaky F. <laughs> um. But yeah, the dad makes me think of that. Like, just like these like wild, big, big reactions where you're like, okay, <laughs> like, what are you doing? Um, Feels performative. Lindsay, it is the most performative shit I've ever <laughs> seen. Literally when he's describing. So, you know, when you're telling a story, right? Uh-huh. And you're like, oh, yeah. And then they said this and I said this. And you might put a little bit of pizzazz on how they're talking in your story, right? Mm-hmm. He doesn't even say they said, I said. He just acts out the whole thing. What? Yes. He literally performs it. He performs it. He'll be like, da 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 da. Yes. Da 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 da. Oh. Like, like. Fuck. <laughs> what the fuck? And then, oh my God, you need to watch it to the very end because they show. They show some like in between takes stuff at the very end that just reveals so much. Oh my God. It's it's kind of trash, but it's pretty well done, I think. Like the way that they reveal the information is very interesting and a little bit manipulative to the viewer, but in a fun way. Okay. I'll watch it. Yeah. Just like every time Lucas and I were watching the the finale last night, and it's just like every time he starts like because he cries a lot. <laughs> the dad he's just very like i just had it he's like my sons haven't seen me in eight years and we're just like here he goes again he loves doing (laughs) here it goes um but i do feel very bad for natalia um yeah oh on top of this too so she has um i forgot what specific type of dwarfism but she has like a type of dwarfism um that limits her mobility a lot and required a lot of surgeries Oh, no. So on top of that. God, it's really sick how much control adults can have over a child. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And literally, Lindsay, this is one of those things when the final reveal, which like it's hinted at, but you get what the fuck is going on. There's like a little like someone's like a surprise witness comes forward and is like, by the way, I have this thing like some, you know, this thing was like this piece of evidence. Mm-hmm. And it makes literally everything else that you're like, oh, this is unanswered. What the fuck was going on with this? What's this? What's this? All of that falls into place. And you're like, oh, fuck. That's why the dad kept saying this. And that's why like she was acting this way and like all this stuff. But there's a lot of twists and turns. Yeah, I'll watch it. You should watch it. Um, okay. 
things. But anyway, Graveyard Moon, where nothing like that happens. Nothing happens. Yeah, nothing interesting happens. Okay, so this is the other thing that bugged me, and we hate this when this happens. When someone literally attempts to take your life, and everyone's like, "Mm, but why would anybody do that? Yep. When she gets locked in the freezer, and freaking Ron, her boss, is like, oh, well, I don't know why someone would lock you in there. That doesn't make any sense. Well, what the fuck do you think happened, Ron? Yeah, if you if think we're she saying, locked herself in there? Well, and if we're saying that that thing doesn't latch closed and I couldn't fucking open the door, then what do you think fucking happened, Ron? Mm-hmm. What do you think? Idiot. God, Ron's so fucking stupid. <laughs> I've been fucking PMSing like off. crazy um, <laughs> these past couple days. And it's so funny. Like, I literally went off because... <laughs> um, So, or actually, this was last week. It was right after 4th of July. So you know how when they do 4th of July, when they have 4th of July, the uh-huh. tr- the trash, if it's supposed to be on that day, they just push it one day. Oh, right. Yes. Okay. They don't do that in Burbank, weirdly. They just still pick up the trash. Oh, really? So we yeah. did not have it on 4th of July. So then mm-hmm. it was just pushed today. So, but my fucking neighbors who are, you know, <laughs> whatever, they meanwhile but they just like always are confused by very normal things like they like can't figure out their garage door opener and just like things like that where i'm like i'm like mm-hmm. you're you're so nice but like get it fucking together get it together but so i overhear them and they're like oh i guess they're just not going to take the trash this week because of fourth of july and then they put the full trash cans back in the trash area <laughs> and i literally was like stomping around my house <laughs> and i was like fucking think for a second why the fuck would they not take the trash for a week are are you a fucking idiot like what do you think that they're not they're just gonna leave the trash for an entire extra fucking week because of fourth of july think for a goddamn second and how idiotic you sound and like i was like maybe i'm pmsing (laughs) crazy (laughs) but i stomped back out there and pulled the trash back out and sure enough it gets taken and i was like dumbass fucking think Mm -hmm. why would they do that so stupid people don't think anymore people don't think people don't think they, it was they such don't a, they have not been taught how it's such i know just like problem solve slightly slight not even problem solve just think but i feel like kelly and everybody else in this book was like that like they yep. were just like yeah, what just like not thinking and it takes her being almost killed down the stairs this is the other thing she's definitely concussed and no one <laughs> tells no her. one checks on no it. one yeah. checks <laughs> mm-hmm. she falls down the stairs and is knocked out for god knows how long mm-hmm. and then wakes up and is like well that's weird i don't know where i am that's okay <laughs> i was like oh my god go to the hospital like make sure you're not don't go to sleep tonight that's for sure yeah also like maybe i don't tell your grandparents <laughs> Oh my god! How she was just not. I feel like the author just didn't want to deal with that. Yeah, I mean that is usually with these books. They're like, I don't want to have to deal with like the role a parent would play in this story, right? Because they would stop it, Mm -hmm. and we need it to go on unfettered, and we need these teens to be in danger. Yep. But yeah, so she's like, I just don't want to bother them with it. I was like, I don't know. You've been like attempted murdered three times now. Yeah, like I feel like it's fair to bother them. You can bother them. That's okay. But the only interactions are like she eats like cookies left out by her grandma. <laughs> and that's it. Mm-hmm. Um, They're just the off playing gin rummy. Yep. Yep. Being old. 
just doing old person things. I was like, every time she walks into this house, it's like um, <laughs> Marilla and Matthew Cuthbert from Anne of Green Gables. I do not Just recall. in there being very wholesome. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like playing uh, gin rummy or they're yeah. like, <laughs> like reading the Bible together. Or like whatever I know. the fuck. And like leaving out cookies and milk and just like being, yeah, they're very. It's funny. Very cute old par- grandparents. Um, and she's like, uh, kind of keeping that a secret from them. And wait, so what are the attempts on her life? First one is the banister is sawed off so that when she grabs it, she falls down. No, no, no. First one is the freezer. Then the banister is sawed off. She falls down in the basement, probably gets a concussion. No, did you know that that was a stair? The stair was sawed. So it like broke through. Oh, the stair was sawed off. Yeah. Okay. Not that it fucking matters because no, there's no <laughs> stakes. It's just like. Mm-hmm. And then. um, Oh, OK. So by the time it's Jeremy, right? Yeah. So by the time. And also Jeremy is so villainous from the get go. It yeah. is criminal that he's the bad guy because he's. Because he should be a red herring because yes. he's like he may as well walk up and say like. You better not find out I killed yes. <laughs> Daryl and Craig. And he keeps calling her babe. Which is so like, do not trust a non-boyfriend who calls you babe. Yeah. Maybe don't trust a boyfriend who calls you babe, but like at least <gasps> you've let him into your that role. Right. I, so I still thought he was a red herring by the time that he literally had a switchblade at her throat. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. I was like, how is he going to get out of it? <laughs> like, how is he going to step this back? Turns out, nope, it he doesn't him. have to. It's him. <laughs> and we've always thought it was him. She's always thought it was him. Her little two-bit operation of of doing, her investigation is so dumb. All she does is kind mm-hmm. of listen. Sometimes she listens. Yeah, and she she's stares like, did at I him. my calling as a PI? <laughs> oh my, when she's like, wow, I guess I, I am pretty like, good no, at this. You didn't. When Okay, literally her her type of investigation is looking at him, not even when he's at home or when it's at work when they're both at work. So she looks mm-hmm. at him sometimes. She listens to him also at work. Um, and she tries to take that paper but fails. And that's it. Those are that <laughs> yep. is what she that's does. That's her big and Jeremy is so threatened by this that he has to murder her as well. hmm I was like, Jeremy, you're fine. You're totally fine. She's not she has nothing on you. If you let this slide. Yeah. You ain't got to do shit. Yep. No one's going to find out. Babe, let Babe. it go. Because that's the thing. It it would completely blow over because she would get distracted by some. I mean, I don't know if Miles will ever let it go because he is of a one track mind. Um, but also at the same time, does nothing himself to try to figure it know. out. Why can't he huh? spy on anybody? Why does he have to depend on her to spy when her spying isn't even spying? It's just looking at. Don't know. But so he makes her spy and puts her in danger. And then, wait, how does she end up getting out of it? I don't even remember. Well, she takes Jeremy to the place where... So so when she tells Miles about all the things she quote unquote discovered about Jeremy, which is all just like fucking guesses. That's right. Um, guesses and jumping to conclusions, which is why it's so wild that she's right. 
they go there they were gonna meet at the black angel beforehand and then they were gonna go and meet up with jeremy and like see if he showed up which would then like prove oh yeah they, so so they sent that, him a letter they're like we know what you've been doing if you don't want us to go to the cops meet us here at this time jeremy also, also immediately assumes <laughs> it's fucking um, it's her. kelly well also can i say really quickly that yeah. this this thought process of miles is when he's like so we're going to send this letter and if he shows up that means he's for sure the killer. I was like no it doesn't. Like you if someone sent me a fucked up letter and there is a chance that I would go and be like who is this? Who is threatening me because I will be able to find out. So to me someone showing up doesn't mean they killed like that's not evidence you idiot. You've no. been spending too long playing sacks underground. Literally that just means that he got the letter. That's all it means. Idiotic. Letter received. <laughs> Letter received. It's stupid. It's stupid. <laughs> it was just so dumb. Um, and I think, because I think as I was reading it, until I got to, I guess, the quote twist, which is that it's the guy we thought it was the whole time, I... Yeah, the was twist that, is that uh, she was right. <laughs> the twist is that she was right. I was like, I was interested because I was like, maybe the story will take us somewhere that will redeem all of this. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And then it was so unexpectedly disappointing. I was then angry and it made yep. everything in the book stupid. Yep. Because it really meant it nothing like, meant anything. Slightly, slightly redeemed by Alice coming into play. Oh, right. I forgot about Alice. That's such because, an afterthought, though. So they like, so, so. Kelly's leaving her house to go meet up with Miles at the Black Angel, which is this um, just like wrought iron angel statue at the cemetery. Sounds cool. Sounds cool. Um, cool gravestones. <laughs> cool gravestones. Um, but Jeremy assumes it's her and shows up at her house before she even fucking leaves. She runs from him to try to get away from him, gets into her car she every door of her car is locked except for she drives a station wagon and the back isn't locked mm -hmm. jeremy hops in the back leaps up holds a knife to her throat and is like go and meet your partner mm -hmm. and they go there while miles and jeremy are talking she elbows jeremy in the stomach jeremy and miles tussle miles gets stabbed jeremy chases after Oh, right. And she's like, Miles, um, you're dead. I forgot yeah, about like, this. Goodbye forever. I'm going to run. Oh, right. And then she, she runs goes to that, that like, shed, shed mm -hmm. that's on the grounds that they thought was like a caretaker's house. Jeremy chases her there and using the gas can from, from her, her own her car, car, lights the place on fire. She like grabs a hose and is trying to like get air from the outside, but then like something under the hose catches fire. She runs out with the hose. All of a sudden, like j j we're s then just like told Jeremy is inside and dead. Yeah. <laughs> or we're, we're to assume he's dead or Alice assumes Alice shows up. She's got a fucking gun and he's like, I'm going to kill you both for killing the man I love. And they're like, huh? <laughs> And oh, she's yeah. like, yeah, I love him, but he dumped me. We were in on it together. And also, it was my idea to kill Daryl by a hit and run. I planned it. It was my idea to kill Craig after the fact. I planned it. It was, I'm the one who, and I was like, so Jeremy's not a murderer at all. Alice well, is the murderer. Killed, he killed someone, didn't he? She was like, I didn't know he'd kill this person. I think it's the Oh, I guess person. Craig. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
But this is but the then only she's that- the one who keeps setting Kelly up. Like she locked her in the yeah. freezer. She sawed off the step. Oh, but Jeremy did chase her in his car. That was Jeremy. I was annoyed though because if you think about it, she's also kind of expected. Like she's also mean. You know, I mean, like so it's like the two mean people. It was like set up that Alice was unusually mean. Right. But at no point are we ever getting a hint that Alice was involved. Except that she keeps going like, why are you staring at Jeremy? Right. But she she makes a weird comment where she's like, if only he wasn't so handsome. And it's like, huh? True. Yeah. It's not like I'm not saying that Alice involvement is like great. It's just at least it wasn't exactly what Kelly assumed was going on. At least there's something else. That yeah. Alice, or that Kelly Thank didn't God. see coming. I don't know why I keep thinking Kelly's name is Alice. I think it's because Kelly is set up as being like blonde, like Jeremy calls her Goldilocks or something. Oh yeah, he keeps doing that. And I cannot, now that I know you, I know think of Kelly as a, the name for a blonde person. <laughs> I know. Well, and on it top of it, really throwing a blonde main character. <laughs> What are you fucking talking I mean, about? We've she needs had to other Kellys her. before, but I don't know why. I, I like was really struggling to like keep it in my head. What? Oh she looked yeah, like. I could not. Every time he said Goldilocks, I was like, "Why is he calling her that?" Yeah. Huh? <laughs> Who? Oh yeah. right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Be silly. Um. So yeah, at least it wasn't exactly what Kelly had assumed. There was like some element she didn't just like magically know, but it's still like. Because then what the way it plays out is pretty dumb. Like Alice is like then played off as being crazy for some reason instead of just like also a criminal. And it's that sort of felt like kind of gendered to me. Like like the girl must just be lovelorn and crazy. Mm -hmm. And the guy is like a criminal mastermind. But so she throws the hose. Kelly throws the hose at Alice because it's set up in the beginning that she's afraid of snakes and she screams snake. That distracts Alice enough for Miles to then get the gun away from her. And then we're told that like Alice is going to go off and get psychiatric treatment. Whereas Jeremy is like going to jail. And I was like, she's a fucking criminal. She helped murder people too. Yeah. I. Yeah. What's the deal with that? that's the book. And then it's like, my grandparents are going to love you. End of book. Oh my God. I know, and and he and she's like, you should really give Colette a chance because she didn't. Mm, she was judging you incorrectly, and you're doing the same to her. And he's like, wow, I guess I am. I think it should have been Colette that was in on it with Jeremy. Yeah, dude, something totally unexpected. Because like throughout the book, Kelly keeps going, I'm not sure I can fully trust Colette, and I was like, I don't know why nothing Colette has done has made it right. seem like. Like, this is a problem. And it could explain why, like, Colette is trying to get close to Kelly if she thinks Kelly is doing investigating. It's like, oh, I'm trying to, like, figure out yeah, what's going on. So is it just like, yeah, sometimes the people you thought were bad are bad. <laughs> and the people who you think are good are good. <laughs> mm-hmm. and that's the message of the book. I guess, like, trust your instincts is... Uh... I don't know, but Miles' Miles's anger is just explained away by him having, like, an alcoholic dad. Right. Yep. And that's it. And, like... But, like, he needed to apologize for those incidents. He did. And I just hope he's showering. <laughs> <laughs> because 
you know how I am about golems and I don't care. Mm -hmm. It is the position of this podcast that we don't have to fuck them. (laughs) Yeah. And you know what? Whatever. (laughs) I hope that he finds happiness and goes to therapy and stops uh, being violent. Mm -hmm. And gets his anger outbursts under control. (laughs) But that's the book. I don't know. I say don't read it. It's just like a dumb little book. Yeah, it and look, it, it was like really misrep the cover. Yeah, the cover title cool. and description really misrepresent what the book is. Yeah, there's nothing spooky about this book. No, and I was sold a spooky bill of goods. <laughs> yeah, um, I would say you don't have to read it. The only plus about it really is that it's very quick because it's quite short. Yeah, pretty quick. Um, it's 155 pages, I think, maybe 164. I don't remember. Yeah. It's under 175 is what we're telling. Uh-huh. Um, so thank you, everybody, for listening. We really appreciate you. Patreon.com slash Teen Creeps. We got a lot of cool stuff on there for you. Um, a very special shout out to our uh, Patreon producers who give it the $15 a month level. Thank you, Adam Howitz. Amanda K. Amy T. Ann Dwyer. Caitlin L. Carrie H. Courtney McPhail. Daniela Mana. Danny B. Drew Waranis. Ellie Lagos. Emma. Emma M. Aaron B. Gabriela Santiago, Gwendolyn Ludovic, Hannah L, Jason H, Jeremy Cronk, Jeremy Goodfellow and Marco Pavlicich, Jesse T, Jessica Smith-Harper, Jessica U, Jonathan Venable, Kat Miller, Katie Olsner, Keith Anderson, Kelly Burns, Carrie N, Landry Desmond, Larry Nguyen, Laura Hooper, Maddie M, Megan Lozier, Melody, Micah Eunice, Miguel Camacho, Molly G, Molly Marks, Noah Spargo, Nora Ryan, Rachel C, Randy Klett, Rebecca Goss, Robert F., Rogue Kalahua, Sasha Gibson, Sylvie T., Victoria Beck, and Whitney E. Thank you. Thanks, everyone. We really appreciate you. We'll see you next episode. Until then, keep it creepy. Forever Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Kelly Nugent, Lindsay Katai, Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram, at Forever Dog Team, and liking our page on Facebook.